0: Let's go to Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come now to opening up your word, and Lord, as we, we look at this psalm today, Psalm 89, Lord, I pray that you would reveal to us your great faithfulness. or we understand, we know that in times we will have experience circumstances and situations in our lives which the world and the enemy will want to cause to question your faithfulness. So Lord, we need that that foundation of your faithfulness to reflect upon, to remember how you have been faithful from the beginning of time until now. But Father, today, reveal to us your great faithfulness. Strengthen us in our faith as we look to you. Now, this I pray in Christ's name, amen. Well, if you have your Bibles with you this morning, turn with me to Psalm 89. Psalm 89, looking at great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, Psalm 89, and if you don't have a Bible with you, I invite you to take the Pew Bible there. And in the Pew Bible, it's page 463, 463 in the Pew Bible. And if you don't have a Bible at home, then we invite you to take that Pew Bible with you, and that's our gift to you. We want everyone to have a copy of God's Word, so please take that as a gift to you and and read it. Psalm 89. Uh, Psalm 89, if you look at it, it begin to, to read through it and focus in on, on the words of it. You're going to see uh, two phrases repeated over and over again. Uh, they're, they're stated there in that first verse, steadfast love of the Lord and his great faithfulness. And so steadfast love and faithfulness are key in this psalm. That's what the psalmist here is focusing on. And he's really bringing out the great faithfulness of the Lord. We have a hymn that uh, talks about the faithfulness of the Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Uh, Why don't y'all sing that first verse with me? As Thou hast been, Thou forever will be. Great is Thy faithfulness, Great is Thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed, Thy hand hath provided. Great is Thy faithfulness, Lord, unto Thee. We sing that song and we we believe that. We come here, we hear it, and we know the Lord is faithful. But what do we do in troubled times when what we know about God's faithfulness up here in our mind doesn't seem to uh, go with our situation and our circumstance? What do we do when it seems like God is so far away and His faithfulness is removed from us? We've all probably have experienced those moments in our lives. And so does the psalmist here in Psalm 89. Psalm 89 is, is, is calling into question, if you will, uh, God's faithfulness. Wondering where His faithfulness is. One of the great things about the psalms is that the psalms, they show genuine human emotion. Right? God has given us a, a mind to love Him with our minds, but we're also to love Him with our emotions. and And the Psalms often are so real; they they really get to how we feel in certain moments in our lives. This Psalm is re- written by uh, Ethan the Ezrahite. Now, this is a, a sign. Ethan the Ezrahite was uh, one of the again one of the the singers that David put in place when he first established the worship system in Israel. Uh, so, And this psalm, it takes place somewhere along down the line. Now, different commentators have different opinions of, of when this psalm was written. Some believe that it was written somewhere around the time of Rehoboam, Rehoboam being the son of Solomon. So you had the, the covenant given to David, I will establish your kingdom, the kingdom of your son, and it will be an everlasting kingdom. And then uh, that that, uh, covenant began to work its way out in some ways with King Solomon, because in that he also said, your your offspring, your son, will build for me a house. And, And Solomon built a house for God. He built the temple. And there in King David and King Solomon's reign, the uh, Israel had years of prosperity, and, and they, they really saw the faithfulness of God shine through as they followed the Lord. But then when King Rehoboam came into power, then the kingdom split. And Rehoboam, the son of David, the son of Solomon, the son of David, uh, here he was, and, and now ten of the tribes have left him, and all he is left with is the tribe of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin. That's all that he has left of the nation under his reign. And so some believe that this is, uh, this is coming during that time, and if that's the case, it could be that it was Ethan the Ezraite, who is writing this in his old age. Others believe that this psalm was written at a later point in time, uh, in the time when the, the people of Israel and Judah were being put uh, taken into exile during the years of the Babylonian Empire. And when they come down and they, they conquered the nation of Israel and sent them off into exile. In that case, it would be of the school of Israel ethan the ezarite it would just be descendants or, or people in that line who then wrote under this heading whichever is the case once you begin to get into the psalm you begin to realize that that there is a problem taking place that this psalmist is very concerned about something has happened something in the line of david has taken place and and now he he's calling into question where's god God, you've made this covenant with David, but, but what are you doing? And we're going to see that as we get into the psalm and, and the, his situation, his circumstances. It's not going with what he, he knows in his mind about the faithfulness of God. He's trusting in the faithfulness of God, but he's struggling. Lord, it's something. What's going on? What are you doing? I need to know, I, I, I'm longing to, to see your faithfulness. And, and it seems like you're withholding your faithfulness. And so the psalmist is struggling. He's struggling to work it out. But so as we see in the psalm, this psalm begins to reveal to us And this psalmist begins to reveal to us his his faith in God's faithfulness. And even in troubled times, this psalmist is trusting in the Lord's faithfulness. So today, as we look at this psalm, we will learn this. In troubled times, remember God's faithfulness. In troubled times, remember God's faithfulness. As we begin to work through this psalm, we're going to see three principles to remember about God's faithfulness in those troubled times. Three principles to remember about God's faithfulness when we are going through troubled times. So I just want to strengthen your faith today. As this psalmist, his desire is to to strengthen his own faith and strengthen the faith uh, of those in Israel who are singing this psalm. I want to strengthen your faith today so that when you face those difficult times in your life, you remember God's faithfulness. Now, this is a long psalm, so we're just going to read through it. We're going to work through it instead of reading it all at once. We're going to work through it uh, principle by principle. So the first principle that we see here in Psalm 89 is this. In troubled times, remember God's faithfulness in his word. In troubled times, remember God's faithfulness in his word. The first few verses of the psalm there, 1 through 4, reads, I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, steadfast love will be built up forever. In the heavens you will establish your faithfulness. You have said, you, O Lord, you have said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David, my servant, I will establish your offspring forever. I will build your throne for all generations. And Selah. Let me just fill in a little information here. Those, that term Selah is a musical notation. And many people believe it just means like it's, it's a time to pause and to reflect on what was just said. And so I won't always repeat those when I'm reading these psalms, but I'll typically pause. So sali is a time for pause. And so we take time to pause and reflect on what the psalmist has just said. Here the psalmist is, is starting out at the very beginning. He is founding everything else that he has to say in the psalm upon this truth that God is faithful to his word. You said, O Lord, you said, this is what you said. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. This is reflecting back on the the Venet covenant. Back in 2 Samuel chapter 7, when God came to David and and made his covenant with David, and he told David, I will establish your throne as an everlasting throne. Your offspring who will come after you, I will make his kingdom an eternal kingdom. And the psalmist says, I'm trusting in God's word. God does not lie. He does not tell a story, but God is faithful to his word. I remember my granddad. My granddad came up in a, a far different generation. But I remember this about my granddad. His word was his bond. And back in that day, I mean, a, a handshake was all that you needed. You didn't need to go make a contract and all those types of things. Two men could come shake hands and agree on something, and it was done. And that was the way my granddad was. If he gave you his word, you could be, bet he, could, he was going to follow through. Because his word was his bond. Well, how much more God? How much more is God's word his bond? When he speaks, it's truth. I mean, here's the the God who says, let there be light, and there's light. It happens. When God speaks, action takes place. And when God promises something, he fulfills that promise no matter what. God does not lie he always tells the truth and he always makes good on his promises numbers twenty-three nineteen says God is not man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind has he said and will he not do it or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it you can trust God's word Isaiah 40 verse 8, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. God does not change his mind. He doesn't change his word. If he speaks, if he says it, you can write it down. It will take place. You can trust God's word. You can trust, you can rely on the faithfulness of God's Word. Oh, dear friend, when you're going through troubled times, just reflect back on the promises of God. Open up His eternal Word. Read the Word of God. Everything that He promises His people will come to pass in its time. In troubled times, remember God's faithfulness in His Word. Second, in troubled times, remember God's faithfulness in history. In troubled times, remember God's faithfulness in history. Now this is that whole section uh, from verse 5 through 37, and we, we don't have time to get into all of it fully. But here we, we see in this the faithfulness of God shown in time over the course of history you know y'all y'all won't believe this but you know every now and and again Marybeth and I we we kind of we'll get in little arguments with one another right every now and again those arguments might even get a little heated and and you might even call it a full-blown fight right And I'll just be honest here. There's been times that I've said some things and done some things in the heat of those arguments that later I regretted. And there's been times, and uh, I think Mary Beth will agree with this, that she's probably said some things and done some things that later she regretted. She's shaking her head no, so maybe not. But you know, even in the heat of those arguments... You know, even when we're at our worst in our flesh and at our worst, I don't have to doubt her love. I don't doubt her love. Even when she says something that might hurt me a little bit, I don't doubt her love. Why? Because I have years of love. A loving relationship to reflect upon, to remember, yeah, we're in an argument. Yeah, we're saying some things that, that we, we really don't really mean. We're just mad at the moment. But I, I remember her love for me because of the, all the times of tenderness and love and care for me. See, I remember. I look back on those times, even in those times when, when we're fussing and fighting with one another. And, you know, when we, when we are in a situation when we're like, God, where are you? We can remember the history of God's loving kindness and faithfulness, not only in our lives, but throughout all of history. And, and that's what the psalmist does here. Let's just begin to, to look at some of these First of all, he shows his faithfulness. He reflects upon God's faithfulness in the heavens. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord, a God greatly to be feared in the council of the holy ones and awesome above all who are around him? O Lord God of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you. God is faithful in the heavens, the heavenly beings, they look to the Lord and they know his faithfulness. And they obey him, they respond to him because of his faithfulness. I love Ezekiel chapter 1. In Ezekiel's chapter 1, Ezekiel there gets a vision of the Lord and, and he gets a vision of the Lord coming down to, to give him a message. And with the Lord, there are these heavenly beings, these angels who are coming with him and, and they're kind of toting the glory of the Lord with them. And, and, and Ezekiel describes them as they're coming and he says they're, they're coming and they go straight forward. They don't go to the left and then they don't go to the right, but they go straight ahead. The heavenly beings, they're faithful to the Lord's command. They don't don't vary. They don't go to the left. They don't go to the right. But when the Lord says, Move this way, they move that way. They're faithful because God is faithful in the heavens. God is faithful in the heavens. He's faithful on the earth. You rule, and you rule the raging of the sea when it's. Waves rise, you steal them, you crush Rahab like a carcass, you scatter your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours, the earth also is yours, the world and all that is in it, you have founded them. The north and the south, you have created them. Tabor and Herman joyous, joyously praise your name. You have a mighty arm, strong in your hand, high your right hand. The Lord is faithful in creation. You know, we don't have to question that the sun's going to rise tomorrow, do we? Because the Lord is faithful in creation. He causes the sun to rise and to set. He causes the rains to come in their season. God is faithful in creation, not only that, but even as we've seen in some of the earlier Psalms, He is faithful throughout the nations. He rules and reigns over the nations. And there's not a nation out there that can actually go against the will, the sovereign will of God. Now, they may not like God, they may hate God, they may resist God and fight God all the way, but God is sovereign over the nations. God is faithful on the earth God is also faithful in righteousness verse 14 righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne steadfast love and faithfulness go before you God is perfect in moral righteousness there's not a flaw in him he does not sin There's no moral ill will in him whatsoever. He is morally perfect. There's no evil in him. Nothing bad whatsoever. God is perfect in goodness and righteousness. He is faithful in righteousness. He is faithful to his people. Verse 15, blessed are those who know the festal shout who walk o lord in the light of your face who exalt in your name all the day and in your righteousness are exalted for you are the glory of their strength by your favor our horn is exalted for your shield belongs to the for our shield belongs to the lord our king to the holy one of israel the lord is faithful to his people to watch over us and protect us and and even save us the lord is faithful to his people and he's been faithful throughout history he was faithful to israel he was faithful to bring them out of egypt as he told uh, abraham and isaac and jacob and he established them in the promised land and he was faithful to keep his covenant with them Just as the Lord had said, as long as you obey me and follow me, I will bless you in this land. But when you curse me, when you depart from me, I will punish you and I will take you out. The Lord was faithful to do what he had said. The Lord is faithful with his people. And the Lord is faithful to his covenant. Again, verse 19 through 29 reflects the covenant of David of old you spoke in a vision to your godly one, that is to David, and said, I have granted help to one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David my servant with my holy oil. I have anointed him so that my hand shall be established with him. My arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him. The wicked shall not humble him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and my steadfast love shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. I will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He shall cry to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation, and I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. My steadfast love I will keep for him forever, and my covenant will stand firm for him. I will establish his offspring forever and his throne as the days of the heavens. God is faithful to the promise that He made with David, His covenant that He made with David. It was a binding covenant. God promised to establish that kingdom forever. And he has been faithful in that. He has been faithful in that. God is faithful to His covenant. And He is faithful in discipline. He is faithful in discipline. Verse 30, if his children forsake my law, if David's children forsake my law and do not walk according to my rules, if they violate my my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgressions with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. But I will not remove from him my steadfast love or be false to my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or alter the word that went forth from my lips. Once for all, I have sworn by my holiness. I will not lie to David. His offspring shall endure forever. His throne, as long as the sun before him, like the moon, it shall be established forever. A faithful witness in the skies. God is faithful in discipline. God says, I will take your children and when they depart from me, when they sin and they don't keep my commandments, when they don't follow me, I will discipline them. God is faithful to discipline those whom he loves. He is faithful to discipline even us. In Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5, says this, in your struggle against sin... You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons, as children of God? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by Him. For the Lord disciplines the ones He loves and chastises every son whom He receives." And it goes on down in verse 10 and it says why that. Here's why the Lord disciplines those whom He loves. That we may share His holiness. God wants us to be holy even as He is holy. And so He is faithful to discipline those whom He loves. Just like a loving father disciplines his children so that they will grow up to be servants of the Lord, that they will grow up to be morally upright people. God faithfully disciplines those whom He loves so that they might grow in holiness. Oh, don't, don't spurn the discipline of the Lord. For it is in love, His loving kindness that He disciplines us. But God is faithful in this. He is faithful to his covenant people. Notice what he says there, and I, I tried to emphasize this as I was reading it, but notice what he says when we think about the covenant with David. Verse 33 says, but I will not remove from him my steadfast love, his throne." as long as the Son before me will last forever. It's Him. It's one. You see, there's faithfulness to this one King, this one offspring who will come. Remember that. Remember that. In troubled times, we remember God's faithfulness in history. He has proven us His faithfulness over and over and over Again let's sing that second verse of Great Is Thy Faithfulness Summer and Winter and Springtime and Harvest Sun, Moon and Stars in their courses above. Join with all nature in manifold witness. To Thy great faithfulness, mercy and love. Great is Thy faithfulness, great is Thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. In troubled times, remember God's faithfulness in history. So as we reflect then, as we... See, God has proved his faithfulness in his word and his faithfulness throughout history. We can see that, we can see that and believe that in our minds, but what happens then when what we believe about God's faithfulness doesn't seem to, or it seems to be in conflict with our current situation, our current reality. That's what's taking place in verse 38. Notice the conflict that enters in here. But now, but now you have cast off and rejected. You, have, you are full of wrath against your anointed. You have renounced the covenant with your servant. You have defiled His throne in the dust. You have breached all His walls and you have laid His strongholds in ruins. All who pass by plunder Him. He has become the scorn of His neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of His foes. You have made all His enemies rejoice. You have, also turned your, uh, you have turned back the edge of His sword, and you have not made Him stand in battle. You have made His splendor to cease and have cast His throne to the ground. You have cut short the days of his youth. You have covered him with shame. Something's happened. And the king of, of David's line has been torn down. The nation is oppressed. Where are you, God? Where's your faithfulness? Where, where's that that you promised, Lord? What do you do when the test comes back and the tumor's malignant? Or when you pray and you pray and you pray, but that loved one still passes away? What do you do when all of your life seems to crumble around you? Do you ever cry out like this psalmist? But now, God, what's going on? What are you doing? Where's your faithfulness? Have you ever felt that? When we feel that, when we get to that situation where it seems like God's faithfulness has abandoned us, then we remember this third principle. In troubled times, remember God's faithfulness revealed in Christ. In troubled times, when your world is falling apart around you, when it seems like all hope is lost in the world, remember God's faithfulness revealed for us and fulfilled for us in Christ Jesus our Lord. The psalmist, as he goes on there, he cries out to the Lord, How long, O Lord, will You hide Yourself forever? How long will Your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short My time is. For what vanity have You created all the children of man? What man can live and never see death? Who can deliver his soul from the power of Sheol? Lord, where is Your steadfast love of old, which by Your faithfulness You have swore to David? Remember, O Lord, how Your servants are mocked and how I bear in my heart the insults of all the many nations with which Your enemies mock, O Lord, with which they mock the footsteps of Your anointed. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and Amen. Now this psalmist is writing from a, a point of, of history that's kind of at a, a, a disadvantage. Because as this psalmist is writing, he's writing in, uh, before Christ. The New Testament hasn't been written yet. He doesn't know the end of the story. He hasn't seen the fulfillment of God in Christ. And he's saying, how long, oh Lord? There's a sense of assurance in his voice. I know you're going to. I know you're going to fulfill your promise. I know you're going to keep your covenant. I know that. But how long? How long? How long? But we are in a wonderful position of advantage because we look back And we see what God has done in Jesus Christ. He has fulfilled His promise. The one seed through whom God would establish His eternal kingdom has come. And He has won the fight. He went to Calvary's cross to defeat sin and to defeat death. To defeat this world and all of its miseries. It's all been taken care of at Calvary. We look back to Christ and we see his faithfulness, God's faithfulness to fulfill his covenant in Christ. And the book has been finished, and we see in Revelation that one day Christ will return and will consummate his kingdom fully. And he'll wipe out death once and for all. No more sickness. No more cancer. No more death. No more misery. And we long for that day and we wait for that day. But we know that that day is assured for us in Christ. Dear friend, if you're facing hardships right now, some of you are going through the fire right now. Maybe that test came back and it's not what you expected. Maybe that loved one passed away unexpectedly and and you're wondering, oh God, oh God, where is your faithfulness? Remember God's faithfulness in Jesus Christ. All the misery that we face in this life is but for a moment. And even the miseries that we face, even the sufferings that we face in this life, God says, I'm working them out for your good. He doesn't say that everything we face is good, but He says, I will work them for your good, for your betterment. If you'll trust Me. If you'll only trust Me. Oh, remember God's faithfulness Revealed for us at Calvary's cross. Will you trust God today? Let's sing that last verse of great is thy faithfulness. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth. Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with ten thousand beside. Amen. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, dear friend, in troubled times, remember God's faithfulness. When, troubles, when troubled times arise, it's easy to allow our emotions to get the best of us and to lead us down dark paths of questioning God's faithfulness. Likely you have experienced this in your own life. You, you get in an argument with your spouse or your family member or, or, or that friend and, and in the heat of that moment you allow your emotions to get the best of you and you say something or do something that you regret because you allow the emotions to carry you away. When troubled times arise, don't allow your emotions to rob you of the joy of the Lord and the joy of His salvation. Remember God's faithfulness, especially His faithfulness in Christ Jesus our Lord. Some of you today, you've experienced God's faithfulness in your life as God's been faithful to cause the sun to rise day after day, the rains to come in their season, and to, you enjoy all the blessings of God in creation You know His faithfulness in that way. But you've never come to understand the faithfulness of God in salvation. But dear friend, I want you to know today that you can know the joy of God's faithfulness in salvation. He sent His Son to die for you. To give His life a ransom for your sin, your rebellion, so that you might have eternal life in Him if you'll only believe. Will you trust in Jesus today and experience the blessing and the faithfulness of God's eternal promise of salvation for all who believe? Will you trust Him today? Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your faithfulness. And Lord, we confess that sometimes sin gets the best of us when we're going through those troubled times and we start hearing those, those whispers in our ear, where is the Lord? Where is the Lord? Sometimes, Lord, our hearts begin to question you. Oh, Lord, let us not drift away into those vain thoughts. But, Lord, help us, like this psalmist, to always reflect back on your faithfulness the history of your faithfulness from the beginning of time until now. Lord, you have been faithful. And help us most of all remember the faithfulness that you have shown us in Christ Jesus our Lord. How could we ever doubt your steadfast love knowing you sent your Son to die for us? Let us always remember your great great faithfulness and Lord if there's any today who does not know Jesus oh Lord awaken their heart let them see the faithfulness of your salvation in Christ and trust in him today this I pray in Christ's name amen